Hi everyone and welcome to this week's Monday Memo. And today I'd like to share some thoughts about an idea I came across when I was looking to understand how we in finance could become better at balancing value creation as well as uh, the transactional efficiency that we're expected to deliver to, to our business. I mean, that's what we've been doing for many thousands of years is figuring out how to better record data, report it, analyze it. And then how do we sort of get that balance right between taking that, what we do there, and sort of meeting increasing stakeholder expectations? How can we leverage that and the new technologies we have to go and create and capture value? And this idea I'm going to share is something that I found is very useful to you, not just in terms of your, your current work in finance, but also outside of finance as well. And uh, before I explain it to you, uh, I want you to sort of complete an exercise. And as part of that, I'd like you to imagine yourself on a tropical deserted island. Uh, for those of you to watch in the video, I've got one up here. And, you know, on this tropical deserted island, the sky is clear, the wind is calm, the sea is smooth. And, you know, you'll only be on this island for a few minutes, so uh, so don't worry. But imagine now that you've arrived on this island and you've arrived there without any rules. You know, those rules we play as, sort of, as, a, as a wife, a husband, as a CFO, as a vice president of finance, as a, as a scratch golfer, you know, so on. Those rules do not exist on this island. So what I'd like you to now do is that given the following scale, rate yourself. With zero being the lowest end of the scale and 10 being the highest end of the scale, where would you place yourself on that scale when you take those roles away? When you strip away your roles, what would you score yourself out of zero to 10? And also as you're doing that, take a bit of time to think about how would you describe yourself in one or two sentences without any roles? So how did you rate yourself? What rating did you give yourself once you stripped yourself of all your roles? You know, and when you, you know, and as you do that, think about what are you left with? Well, you're left with your self-concept, your self-image, or, or what I like to call your identity. And the thing is, there is actually a right or wrong answer to this. Even though there is a rating scale between 0 and 10, there is one right answer. But most people actually give the wrong answer. Most people actually would rate themselves less than a 10 when actually the right answer is a 10. And this is something I often sort of get blank faces or challenge back on is how, how can you give yourself a 10? Nobody's perfect or, you know, my roles are, you know, make me who I am. And you can't separate your roles from, from you know, your identity. And I sort of challenge, so, well, yes. I mean, if you think about it, when, when we're born, uh, we entered in this world really without much in the way of roles. And roles are something we acquire and inherit throughout life. And in fact, you know, whether we're doing our counting exams or was it the exams we did at school, you know, we'd be constantly rated and and our feelings and our sense of identity would be caught up in how we were being rated on those things. I mean, did anyone ever get a school report that said, you know, hey, Mr. And Mrs. Smith, uh, Jimmy's not very good with numbers, but you should be very proud of your, your son. He's a very well-adjusted individual and will make a great contribution to society. Now, no, I mean, people tend to sort of focus on the results of the roles we play rather than identity. And therefore, we don't tend to focus on it. And I think this is this is the big thing for us in finance is essentially with the evolution of technology, with the increasing expectations around us, we're being expected to perform at higher levels. 
and go on and actually add more value, that feels like sometimes they're being overwhelmed. How do we keep up with everything? And I was like, well, it's difficult, but one thing that we don't have to keep up with is our identity. We should know that. And that's why I use the analogy of an island, because we're all islands in amongst other islands. And on that island, there's certain things about us that are unique to us, that we value. We've got particular strengths. It's where the, the name of the show comes uh, comes from, Strength in the Numbers. We all have strengths within our finance community that we can leverage to contribute not just to our organizations, but to others uh, you know, across our profession, but also within our society. And you could be saying to yourself, well, well, Andrew, like, why does it matter what my identity is? You know, isn't it all really about my role performance? And I just, well, actually, I think there's a bit more to it than that. And I think a lot of companies are actually wasting a lot of money uh, sending people on training that aren't necessarily suitable to either their roles or their identity. And I'd like to give this example of, of Jonathan. And before I go into this case of Jonathan, what I like to do, because of this confusion between identity and role, I like to separate them out between two axes. I being one sort of uh, sort of scaling system and R for role being the other one. And when I asked uh, Jonathan this question about how would he rate his identity when you strip the roles away, Jonathan rated himself as a, as a five. And Jonathan's role was essentially as a finance controller that was responsible for doing the month-end reporting, closing the books on time, providing reporting, and a bit of analysis that went with it. And, you know, Jonathan reported into a finance director, and that finance team reported into a CFO, who uh, one, uh, at one point in time um, changed out for a new CFO and a new management team that had come in with sort of higher expectations on what was expected from finance. As in, they wanted finance to, you know, gain a seat at the table, be part of helping the business go and drive better decision-making, better decisions that would increase shareholder value. And the, the finance director, so Jonathan's line manager time, could see this, but could see that Jonathan wasn't necessarily uh, sort of cut out for that type of work. So, so suggested to Jonathan to go on to a course um, to improve his skills, particularly around communication and so on. So Jonathan went on this course and um, suddenly he managed to, to, to sort of embrace the ideas around uh, data visualization, how he could use SQL to improve and speed up his reporting, how he could uh, develop stories better and communicate the numbers across to non-financial uh, professionals. And he comes back to his line manager saying, thank you so much for sending me such a great course. Uh, I've got so many ideas on what I want to do. Can't wait to start putting them in. But then, remember, Jonathan was still an I-5, but maybe he started rating his ability to do his role as an R-10. And over the next week or two, uh, Jonathan started thinking to himself, well, you know, this is quite tough to go do, and it's it's probably not really who I am, uh, you know, doing all of these things. And suddenly his role performance started going back towards the level of a 5. So, so it was trending towards him being as an I-5. And the reason why his identity mattered is because that's where Jonathan's comfort zone was. Jonathan's comfort zone is always at a 5. That's what he identified with. So his role performance might take a temporary up to a 10, but over time it's going to come back down towards a 5. Where, let's, let's face it, if his line manager was concerned about it before, she's going to be more concerned about it now. And Jonathan's going to be under a lot of pressure because his the role expectations of those around him aren't really aligning with his identity. He didn't see in his identity that he was there to play this bigger game. And that's really, really difficult. And a lot of finance professionals are finding themselves in that scenario. 
And then we've got others, like uh, Katie, for instance, who was always at an I-10. She really had a good sense of her identity, her values, what her strengths were, what she wanted out of a role. And Katie, um, because of that sort of role and identity performance, got promoted to a finance director. But the thing is, like as a lot of people who get promoted, their role performance immediately drops in that new environment because guess what? They're new to it. There's still a bit of learning to go on. And they, they, they I suppose they're sort of under pressure and they feel that pressure. But because their identity is still a 10 and they've separated their identity from their role, their subconscious will start doing something about it and trying to find answers to get them from what might be, say, uh, an R2 level up towards the R10 so it aligns with the I10. Because as human beings, we tend to align with our, our self-identity. And, and in terms of doing that, what Katie started to do was she started to go and identify what needed to be done to be an R10. And then she started talking to people, getting mentors assigned, figuring out what works, what doesn't, doing the necessary trainings to, to get near to being an R10. And within six months later, she'd actually managed to get back to an I-10, R-10 level. So that's why knowing our identity, but also knowing what our role is and where we are and making sure that we're either rating ourselves appropriately in our identity and aligning what we do in our roles with that and making sure we're doing the right training and the right supports to get there. It's highly important to have rewarding and meaningful and successful careers in, in finance nowadays. And that's why we bring on mentors to the Strength in the Numbers show to share with you their stories of what works, what doesn't. Uh, help reinforce this sort of idea that yes, whilst transaction efficiency and and doing the fundamental wells is really important, you know, we need to appreciate where our, where we fit in, where does our identity fit in and how we can leverage our identity to deliver the appropriate level of role performance. And that awareness again, will help us go and get the most of out of our careers in finance. If you enjoyed yourselves, and if you did, uh, please remember to let your friends and colleagues know about it. Uh, they can subscribe at all the major platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, YouTube, and Spotify. And we really appreciate you investing your time with us today. So until next time, take care of yourselves, and let's keep on building our strength in the numbers.